We've kicked out the Disney on Ice folks, and now we're moving on to an author. Um, actually, Elsa, that Disney on Ice woman, um, Olivia was darling, wasn't she, Lori? Darling, darling. Okay, so we have Patrice Johnson with us, and she is an author of cookbooks and um, uh, lifestyle books. A writer of words. A writer of words, <laughs> as it were. That's what they do. And we met you at a wedding for our niece this this fall, and we started talking, and we're like, oh my gosh, because your book, 10,000, uh, Land of 10,000 Plates, came out kind of during COVID, so you kind of missed... When did it come it out? It came out in October of 2020. And you'd worked on it probably for two years. I worked on it ex- exactly one year prior to shutdown. Okay. It was the, the draft was due like two weeks before we shut down. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So it, it was a very interesting experience. Yeah, sure. because you kind of got robbed yeah. of your experience, but we all got robbed of so many experiences, right? <laughs> We're still I mean, getting robbed of our experiences. Right. Yeah. I mean, so at least you're here to talk about Lent. Yes. I love that title, by the way. Thank you. I can't claim credit for the title, but no, uh, it's really yeah, good, it's, though. And, and the designer did, I think, a, a beautiful job on the cover as oh, well. Oh, yeah. And it's by Minnesota Historical Press, yep. isn't it? Because yep. I saw that. And so she sent us books, Lori, this summer, and we don't know where they are in the bowels of this building. <laughs> oh, my God. There's a don't lot. do bowels when we're talking well, about cookbooks. Well, you somewhere <laughs> in this building. We just don't know where they are. And also, mm-hmm. you teach Swedish cooking classes at the Swedish yeah, Institute. Yeah, I teach Nordic cooking classes. I've taught uh, at ASI for many years now. I also do uh, gigs with... Uh, uh, Nordic wear and done some stuff with Ingebretsons. Okay, so you know how to make a mean krumkaka or whatever you call it. I do mm-hmm. make a, a mean krumkaka. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> those are so good. What is what is the um, okay? So you also have a Swedish cookbook, Swedish yes. American holiday traditions that came out in 2017. Mm-hmm. What are some of them that you are must? Lori's, Lori's I love Swedish meatballs. That's she does. my thing, and I and I'm too lazy to make them. Patrice, should I not be so afraid of making? Well, the, if you're buying the Ingebrigtsen's, I am. I think that's probably the most popular mix in the Twin Cities, and you can do no wrong with anything you get from the Ingebrigtsen's. Right, that's true. But mm-hmm. if I wanted to make it. Is it pretty? What are, what are the main ingredients in for a Swedish meatball uh, in America? Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, we typically will do two parts beef to one part pork. There's usually allspice, onion, mustard, and then anything goes after that. Yeah, and then that's the gravy. pretty easy, Laura. You could great, but the gravy. The gravy, it really depends on who you are, where you come from. You're either going to do a brown gravy, a cream gravy, or I actually do a lingonberry reduction. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, that sounds so good. I know you can buy the lingonberry stuff because that seems like a lot of work. Oh, Lori. It does. Lori, honestly, (laughs) we're not going to get her started on getting things pre-made. No, but I mean, okay, so it could, I could do it. I mean, it's very easy. The the grief to dollar ratio versus time. Well, you're rolling them. You're rolling your own. That's where the. That's the work. Yeah. Even when you buy the mix at Ingebrigtsen's, you You still still got to make them, roll them, fry, you know, do all that. That's all. That's a lot of work. That's the putsy stuff. Yeah. You, Patrice, I was reading. Okay. So your book, Land of 10,000 Plates, it came out October 2020 and it's stories and recipes about Minnesota's food traditions. You have Booyah, Pizza Farm, Ice Fishing, Fish Fries, Meat Raspals, etc. But you also went to D.C. to judge a congressional delegation hot hot dish contest. Yes, yes. That was the ninth and, I guess, final. (laughs) Maybe, hopefully we'll do it again in a year or two, but it was so much fun. Do you love a hot dish? I love hot dish. 
I love hot dish. How can you not love it? It's got everything you want. Yeah, that was the first thing I made when the lockdown happened. I had got a big, huge frozen thing of tater tots, and I just needed to make some comfort food. I I hadn't made tater tot hot dish in like 20 years. And it was delicious. And it gave you comfort. And it gave comfort. And there's nostalgia there. Yes. Because mm-hmm. I thought, who won the congressional one that you judged? You know, it was really cool because the three top hot dishes all represented newer uh, immigrant groups in our community. Oh, really? So cool. I, I think it was Betty McCollum got first place and hers was a spin on a Hmong hot dish. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then there was also a Nigerian hot dish uh, from Representative Omar and... Oh, wait, no. Hers was Ethiopian okay. or Indian. And then uh, Representative Phillips did the Nigerian hot dish. Okay. Oh, that's so really every cool, country though. has a hot dish Everyone. and a dumpling. Well, everybody <laughs> has a meatball, a dumpling. I don't know about hot, hot dish, dish. But the beauty about hot dish is that it's, if we make hot dish, it means we're from Minnesota, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody else makes casserole. Casseroles are okay. Oh, okay. But what's cool about it is that you can show you're a Minnesotan, but you can also put your own cultural ingredients into That's it true. to show that you're among American Minnesotan mm-hmm. or you're a Swedish American yeah. Minnesotan. So that's the beauty of hot dish. Yes. It's the perfect vessel. Yeah. I love it. Okay, so you described something somewhere in some of your materials I was reading about you also your love of the Minnesota State Fair and driving with your dad who smoked Winston's in his Pinto. Remember the Pinto? <laughs> oh yeah. And you had a get, girlfriend who had a Pinto. I mean and, yeah. and he just made me laugh, your description of going to the fair with your dad. Oh yes. He's I I got going to the State Fair late in life, but I've really made up for it since then. Because I know you ladies love the fair love too. It, love mm-hmm. it. So for me, remembering that first time at the fair with my dad and he'd always keep his, his Winston's in his front pocket. Mm-hmm. I would say it's like a nicotine pocket protector. Right. And he would light it everywhere we went, including on the sky ride. Yeah. And they, they'd let us out and the, just, the, it would just billow <laughs> the smoke. Can you people imagine that use, now? Yeah, no, people smoked everywhere. Yes. My dad was a smoker, so we there was smoke everywhere. Doctors endorsed them. Yeah. Okay, remember in the fifties so and early sixties that you your favorite TV doctor would be endorsing <laughs> Palmells. No kidding. Yeah. No kidding. Do you have a um like a favorite story or something in your book Land of Ten Thousand Plates that you really like? I, I, I love the Safe Air story. I think just because so many people can relate. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, there's two kinds of people in the world. Those who love the fair and those who don't. Yep. And during the fair that I hang out with my people. I feel yeah. like nothing bad happens at the fair. I shouldn't mm-hmm. say the whole jinx us. Yeah. But yeah. It, it just... Everyone's it, happy. Yeah. It doesn't matter what your politics are or how you feel about this or that. It's the one time that we all get together and say, hey, we can agree on this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, except for we still are divided on corn dogs and yeah, right. pops, that's the most That's, that's so the most silly. vicious exactly. we're going to get. We're exactly. good. Exactly. <laughs> that's silly. Do people come to you and say, Patrice, please make this for the holidays? Or what is your family like? A little bit, yeah. Um, my daughter's been a vegetarian and or a vegan since she was 11, and now she's 34. And uh, so I've had to sort of switch up what we make for the holidays. Mm-hmm. Um, so we usually oh, have two or three sister. kinds of meatballs. I'd be cursing her. I would, I would be giving I her would so too, much Marie. crap for all her life. You're ruining it for You're us. You're ruining it for everybody. <laughs> I mean, if it was my sister, I might give him crap, but it's my daughter. It's your daughter. So I, no, you got to figure it out. Right, yeah. right. So we usually have two or three different kinds of meatballs. Got it. Two or three different kinds of mac and cheese. Oh, But wow. yeah, I think the thing that we make, that everybody likes the most that I make that's kind of unique is lefsa pizza. So I take lefsa, crisp it up, and then um, spread some uh, crumb fresh, gravlax, Pickled cucumbers and caviar. Oh my that gosh! Is oh, that sounds good. That yes. sounds Do you amazing. cook it then? 
Well, I warm it up. I use the left side. Yeah, I get that. And then it's served chilled. Everything on top is chilled. Oh my! How word. do we get, take a class with you at the Swedish Institute? Well, at uh, at ASI classes go online. That's American uh, Swedish Institute yeah. for yes. those of you yes. at home. <laughs> classes go online uh, quarterly. Okay. Um, the in person fill up pretty fast, but the the online now is is open pretty much. I'm also uh, working with Vesterheim in Iowa, and we have online classes with them too. So I have no idea what Vesterheim is. <laughs> it's. Uh, sort of the somebody I went to high school with the Vesterheim family. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's the uh, Norwegian equivalent mm-hmm. of, of ASI, except it's in Got Iowa. It. Mm-hmm. Got it. Yeah. And do people, you know, your book? It, this sounds like it would be a great gift to give for the holidays. Um, what has kind of been the feedback about it? Um, ironically enough, people uh, gravitate to it because so many of the stories are about the stuff that we lost for a year and a half now, mm-hmm. you know, those events where we get together yeah. and commune with one another mm-hmm. and celebrate what it is to be a Minnesotan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. I heard it Minnesotan. Yes. And how do people buy it? Uh, it's uh, you can buy it at most uh, bookstores from Barnes and Noble to the, your ASIs, your mm-hmm. smaller bookshops. You can get it online through uh, Minnesota historical society okay. press. Okay. Uh, yeah. It's online at a lot of different venues. Yeah. And in a lot of your smaller stores. Good. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. And it is always a great, you know, people that love to cook, love to get a new cookbook. And I think the cookbooks with the stories telling along with the recipe is a great idea. Yeah. You know, it makes it a little, it just makes it more fun, more, you're like, oh yeah, I remember this with my grandma and aunt or your mom or whatever. So that's very cool. Yeah, thanks. I'm yeah. pretty happy with it. I can't imagine how much work it is to make it to do a cookbook. It's it's fun. Yeah, but yeah. It, it's a lot of work, That's isn't like so it, Patrice? Great. No, somebody was just asking me just this morning. Somebody at work asked me that, and I was like, you know, it. I think it's like having a baby. You don't remember what it was like to be pregnant when you're no longer pregnant because you've got the baby, right? And yeah. now I'm working on the new baby, yeah. so I sort of forgotten what the first two were like. <laughs> What's the new one going to be about? Uh, the my idea is uh, uh, it's called my my little vintage kitchen because I have this really old uh, undone kitchen from like 1960 when my house was built, and all of a sudden I'm inviting people into my home when I'm doing online cooking classes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so I've sort of. I was at first had some kitchen shame, but then people right. started saying, "Oh, your kitchen's so cute! It reminds me of my grandma's kitchen." Yeah. So I'm like, "Well, how many different recipes were made in this kitchen from the, for the last fifty years?" And so that's sort of where I'm going at with this book, thinking about stories about like the first time you ever had a Pringle, mm-hmm. or the first time you uh, ate at Racks. Remember Racks? So sort of yeah. bringing those stories into more cool. new recipes. Cool, I, like I love that. that. I like that I title love that. too. And I have to admit, I love something printed out. A recipe card, a recipe book. Oh, I hate following recipes online. It's such a pain in the butt because they disappear. So, if you want to get Patrice Johnson's book, Land of Ten Thousand Plates, or Swedish American Holiday Traditions, you can find both of them. We are going to take the um, third and fourth caller right now, and we've got Patrice is generous enough to give a couple um, of these lovely books. You can choose. You can either have Ten Thousand Plates, or you can have Yule. Okay. So you can choose whichever so one. you can tell Grant which one you prefer, and Grant will get the information, and we'll get them out to you. But <laughs> He's going, what? I know. What we didn't write this down. We didn't write it down for you, Grant. Yeah. Um, but, Patrice, it's so nice to see you so again. So good to see yeah, you, Thank too. you. Thank you so thank much. Thank you so much for having me. This has been delightful. Oh, it was great. All right, Lori, when we come back. And just like that, we're going to be something. back. <laughs>